you got cut by the Ravens. Was that a good thing? Uh, yeah, that was a really good thing, actually, because I got reinstated. And, you know, before that, I was working at Sprouts. So I'm like, okay, like, you know, I think I'm humble enough. And um, well, you, you could I get the high them. shelves, though. You, you did need help to get up there. They always came and found me to get something off the top shelf. <laughs> this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy, Q. Right there, you heard the sounds of Darren Waller, Raiders tied in. Talking with DP, Dan Patrick. That was on Tuesday's show, the Dan Patrick Show. And, uh, yeah, good stuff right there from Darren Waller and talking about getting cut by the Ravens and working at Sprouts. <laughs> That's humbling, right? Go from being an NFL player to working at the grocery store. Now, nothing wrong with the grocery store. I spent plenty of time at the grocery store myself, a long seven years, but I never in my life was an NFL player before that or any kind of professional athlete. So uh, there's that. But, uh, yeah, now Darren Waller is with the Raiders doing some big things, and we're expecting to see a contract extension coming for him sooner rather than later. Right now, we are going to turn our attention to the Baltimore Ravens and bring in host of Locked On Ravens, my guy, Kevin Ostriker. And, Kevin, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, my man. I do appreciate you. It's so funny. Uh, I've been on your show a few times lately. Now you're on my show. I feel like we're, we have a relationship going, man. We've been talking a lot lately. I know we've been going back and forth. I love talking football with you, and here we are again. I'm glad to hop on here and talk with you about the Ravens. Yeah, no doubt, man. And I really wanted to dive into Anthony Averett, as now he's a member of the Silver and Black. I uh, want to kind of get your insight on him. But before I do that, man, what a what a rough day in Baltimore sports, man. Jalen Ferguson, he passes away. Then we find out the great Tony Saragusa, he passes away. Man, how, how rough of a day has it been in Baltimore sports today? Yeah, it, it's been a, a tragic, pretty terrible day overall. You mentioned Jalen Ferguson passing away at 26 years old, a, a tragedy, someone who was loved by his teammates, loved by his coaches, really infectious personality, you know, big smile guy, and was really working hard to come in in year four and, and have a big year. But this, this goes so far beyond the football field mm-hmm. for Jalen Ferguson and just the type of person that he was, the father that he was, the son, the, the husband, everything that he was as a person. And yeah, Tony Saragusa coming out just a few hours later that he passed in his sleep, according to Aaron Wilson. And a player, again, huge, huge guy, infectious personality, obviously was also a sideline analyst with Fox, but so many memories for, for Saragusa and what he brought to the Ravens, obviously on the field, but off of it, he was a player that everybody loved and someone that everybody looked forward to hearing the sound bites of. So just so, so many memories with those two in just a very tragic day here in Baltimore. Yeah, I, I have no doubt about it, man. And, and going back to Ferguson, I mean, that's that's a, a teammate. I know that Saragusa is a great, he's a Super Bowl champ, as you mentioned, you know, great with the organization, fantastic on the sidelines. But this was a teammate. Ferguson was a teammate of a lot of guys. And it's getting close to, you know, it's getting close to the time when everyone reco- reports for uh, training camp and everything. How do you think this affects his teammates, the guys that are near and dear? I saw Patrick Queen put out a tweet about he was just with them and, you know, talks to him all the time. That was his guy. How do you think that they kind Kind of, do they play this season for Ferguson in his memory? Yeah, I, I would assume they would. I mean, the mini mini camp had just ended for the Ravens; it ended on Thursday. Now we're here this next Wednesday. Mm. So yeah, it had been just a couple days since these guys had all seen each other. And, and the statements the players released, the tweets they put out, kind of grieving this loss here. And it was clear how much he meant to the organization. Yeah. He was somebody who, off of the field, you, you could just tell had an impact on everyone and someone who a lot of players just enjoyed being around, having conversations with, and just being a part of his life. And now that he is gone, I think that they'll absolutely play this season for him, have that 
in the forefront of their minds throughout the entire year and make sure that they play this season out for him in, in the best way that they can to honor his memory. Well, I'll tell you right now, it, it won't be easy, you know, and, and for what we went through here in Las Vegas, and I say we, just from a distance, we saw what the what the Raiders had to go through when they didn't have Henry Ruggs, you know, after that situation, and that was their teammate, and he was still alive, he just wasn't with the team anymore. That loss in the locker room, that was massive. It took a lot for the team to overcome that. Of course, it happened in the middle of the season, but I guarantee you that this will not be easy for Baltimore and those guys in the locker room. I really feel for them, and uh, John Harbaugh, he's, he's a heck of a coach. I know he's going to handle his business but man I mean everything they do this season I feel like you're really gonna have to kind of take it with a grain of salt because there's there's gonna be some heavy hearts in that locker room yeah there certainly will be and, and I think for any, any type of loss like this especially for a teammate someone who you're around all the time for these guys and who they've gotten to know so well I mean Jalen Ferguson coming out of Louisiana Tech one of my favorite stories about him just speaking to his character is during the draft the 2019 draft on that first day, he was helping tornado victims out. and It speaks to what he did off of the field and how much he cared about just people. And so with him not being with this team anymore, with him being gone, I think that the Ravens, you know, they will have heavy hearts throughout this entire year for a very long time, you know, yeah. surrounding this tragic loss. But I think that they can rally around each other. The culture there is so strong. You mentioned John Harbaugh. They're going to be able to, I think, play this season out for him and just make sure that they do what they can for him. Yeah, no doubt about that. Again, we're talking with Kevin Ostriker, host of Locked On Ravens, does a fantastic job covering Baltimore like a glove. And uh, originally, like I said, I reached out to you to talk about Anthony Averett. Uh, he was a cornerback that was uh, actually forced into action last season, started 14 games. There was a lot of injuries in Baltimore, as you very well know. And he did, in my opinion, pretty good. You know, he had three interceptions. Uh, what did you see from Anthony Averett as a starter in 14 games in 2021? You know, based off what he was asked to do, I think he performed Decently well overall. For him coming out of Alabama, there were some issues with him, especially early on in his career, getting his head around. He, he was pretty sticky in coverage, but he wasn't able to play the ball, I think, as well as, as the Ravens wanted him to, and that resulted in some penalties and some guys getting behind him. And when the ball was in the air, he couldn't really play, even if he was right up on the guy. Guys are making contested catches over him because he just didn't know where the ball was. But I think he, he corrected that over the course of a couple of seasons. And the Ravens, they could play the patient game with him for a while. They didn't necessarily have to force him into action pretty early, but then you mentioned 2021 was a very different story with Marcus Peters going down before the year Marlon Humphrey missing the back half of the season with a torn peck. So he was elevated, you know, three, four spots up on the depth chart, as were most Ravens players last season, and was going up against number one guys for a lot of the year. And as their true number one corner once those guys ended up leaving with injuries such as Peters and such as Humphrey. But yeah, he performed I think overall pretty well based off of the assignments that he was given. You know, at this point I think that he was tested in a lot of different ways, something that I don't think with those injuries we would have seen from him. They wouldn't have needed him as a number one corner to play all those snaps and so he now has that full season or somewhat of a full season under his belt of playing as a number two, number one guy and that can take that to Las Vegas and play a role there. Yeah, and with those, like I said, 14 games that he started, those three interceptions, when it comes to being able to be around the ball and create turnovers, would you say that those interceptions were more of a product of being in the right place at the right time, or is he a hunter? Is he a guy that goes and looks for the ball and tries to create turnovers? 
I think it is a little of both. I know in week one against Las Vegas, he was yeah. actually the, the beneficiary of a tip ball. Right. It kind of fell right into his hands. So that was, I think it was an overtime late in the fourth quarter. I can't remember exactly when it was late in that game. But I think that that's a prime example of how he's just in the right place at the right time. But he has gotten better, I think, going out and just hunting for the football. And, and that's going to be a key part for him to kind of continue to improve upon because those three interceptions that he had last season, you know, they were the first three of his career. He didn't have an interception in his first three seasons. He had the three last year. So it was an improvement from him. Again, he did play a lot more snaps in 2021 than in his first three seasons in the league. So with the role in Las Vegas, I think that, again, maybe he'll be in the right place at the right time in some of those instances, but he has gotten better at just being able to go find the football and go get it. You know, something that we've continued to hear about Patrick Graham and his defense and expectations, especially from his corners, is to play that press man coverage. And uh, Anthony Averett, from everything I've read, everything I've seen, everything I've heard, is pretty good at that. You know, I, even some folks say that top ten uh, corners as far as uh, press man coverage. What did you see from him as a press man coverage? And he's not that tall, so what makes him so good at being a press cover? Yeah, he, he is not tall, around 5'11". So he, he's physical. He's able to get physical at the line. Um, it's good for him to be able to, again, I mentioned the stickiness in coverage. He, yeah. he doesn't really get thrown off by physicality. I feel like it's really only against those, like, very big, like, height mismatches, body mismatches that you could see him get a little overwhelmed where he's just, from a pure size perspective, not able to keep up with that for an entire 60 minutes, but I think that he has been able to use his physicality better over the course of his career, and again, continuing to improve on that, I think, is really good, but the Ravens do ask a lot of their cornerbacks, especially now with Don Martindale now in New York, that defense isn't necessarily fully there anymore, but Don Martindale's defense, corners were a key part of that defense, and they were relied upon to stick in coverage for a very long time and get covered sacks, which was a big part of what they did. So Avert had to learn to do that, not get thrown off, not get beat off the line immediately, and I think that was a part of his game that did improve over the course of his time with the Ravens. Talking right now with Kevin Ostriker from uh, Locked On Ravens here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. So uh, the Raiders have a few different options, you know, that they're going to go to training camp uh, with, but uh, with Averitt being one of them, would you expect him to be a guy that could go to camp and compete to be a starter? I mean, he was a starter in Baltimore because he had to be, but do you expect him to be a guy that can go to camp with the Raiders and, and try to earn a starting position and you wouldn't be shocked that he gets it? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he got it at all. I know that the Raiders do have some, some talented corners there, a couple of them, and I think that even though there is a lot of depth for the Raiders, per se, I know that the new acquisition, Rakis, and all those players yeah. are there, but even if Favorite doesn't want a starting job, I think he is a phenomenal, if you want to put him at third cornerback option, fourth cornerback option, I think he's phenomenal depth, even if he's not playing 95, 90% of snaps the whole time. Move to another another option at the starter position. I don't necessarily think that means that Averitt's a backup and only plays 5% of snaps. He can still be used in a bunch of different roles. But I think he certainly has the talent, and he's done a lot to go in and prove himself as a starter. And, I mean, he did it in Baltimore. Again, what, if you would ask me at the beginning of last season if Anthony Averitt would have been the top cornerback on this team at the end of the season, I would have said, what are you talking about? You know, there had been <laughs> right. a lot of injuries, and there were. So he had a ton of opportunities there. He gained really valuable experience, and I think he can carry that over this year. 
There you go. Sounds good. I, I just uh, Again, I think it's one of those camp battles that I'm very interested to see what he can do. You know, he's got Trayvon Mullen to go up against. You mentioned Rocky Sin, got him as well, and there's a host of others. But uh, he, he end up could be, uh, you know, a guy that, that plays a major role in that Raiders secondary. Before I let you go, Kevin, I got to ask the million-dollar question, and that is when Lamar Jackson, when's he going to get the bag, man? When are they going to take care of that contract? Oh, man, it it is the million-dollar, multi-million-dollar question for <laughs> right. Lamar Jackson. I think he's somebody who, if that extension is not signed before the season and he wants, he wants to pretty much bet on himself, the Ravens saw a similar situation with Joe Flacco during his contract year where he turned down an extension, actually, and then went on to win the Super Bowl and earned himself tens of millions of dollars in that extension. So if Jackson does that, the price will go up for him. So I wouldn't necessarily anticipate it happening this offseason. Again, anything can happen, and I don't really have any insight on it. But at the same time, if he wants to bet on himself after the down year that he had at the back half of the year with obviously injury he suffered, and then really after that Miami game, it kind of went downhill for him. If he can improve on that in 2022, bounce back in a big way from that second half of the season, I think he'll earn himself a lot of money, especially with the quarterback contracts we've seen over the past couple months. Right, and that's the, that's the last question I want to ask you is about the contracts that we've been seeing. We see the Deshaun Watson deal, $230 million guaranteed, and I mean, he, Lamar Jackson doesn't have any kind of issues. Deshaun has all the issues. You know, he's trying to take care of them, but he's got all of them. How much do you think that that might play a factor into the negotiations for Lamar? Well, yeah, Lamar has been somebody who, you know, goes about his business, has improved each and every season, although, you know, the box score stats might say a different story in terms of, obviously, 2019 to 2020. If he was continuing to improve in that MVP season, he'd be thrown for 70 touchdowns by the time he was 27 years old. So <laughs> I think for Lamar, what he's been able to do in that improvement, I think it's, it's benefiting him in so many different ways. And again, with the salary cap now continuing to go back up and just everything with all these huge, I mean, Derek Carr with his extension, you can even factor that into it too, Matthew Stafford. You mentioned Deshaun Watson. With Lamar Jackson being so young still, this is his second contract. I anticipate it to be pretty well over $40 million per year at this point. Now, obviously, you got to work out the guarantees and yeah. all how, how you split up the money, but I still think that from – Average annual value, you're probably looking at it a good chunk over $40 million per season. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see how it shakes out, when it shakes out, because at this point, none of us really know. Well, great stuff, Kevin. I definitely appreciate you. What you got coming out on Lockdown Ravens that we need to be on the lookout for? Yeah, just the, the, the down period before training camp starts. So we'll do positional previews, schedule previews, figuring out where this Ravens team can improve, and a lot of other stuff as we kind of gear up here. We're getting close to football season, and I'm really excited for it, honestly. No doubt about it, my man. Well, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you, whether it's on your show or mine, but uh, it's always great talking a little X's and O's and talking a little football with you. So thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll be talking soon. <laughs> no doubt. We always do. There he goes. Kevin Ostriker uh, from Locked On Ravens does a fantastic job on Twitter at kostriker 34 You can check out all his news. He does a lot of good stuff, uh, a lot of writing, a lot of uh, podcasting. I mean, just does a fantastic job covering the Baltimore Ravens like a glove, and we definitely appreciate his time. And you heard what he had to say about Anthony Averett. Uh, he could be one of those guys, uh, and I'll be the first to tell you that I'll, I'm guilty of it. I, when they signed him, I thought, yeah, okay, he's good for depth. That's cool. He'll be a good backup. He'll be, you know, I, I did not consider him as a guy that could potentially be a starter. Now, the more that we look at it, the more that we look at what he's done, the more that we hear about him, we read about him, 
We see the depth at the cornerback position and the fact that the Raiders didn't go out and bring in a veteran like we thought he was, they were going to do at some point. Now they still could, but they haven't yet. Anthony Averett really may be in the mix for some big things. Of course, he's got to go out there and earn it. That's what this re- the regime is all about. Earn, earn, earn. Nothing is given, and that's the way it should be. So many thanks to Kevin for joining us there uh, to talk all things Averett, talk a little Ravens, talk about the tragedies today with the, the couple deaths. And I'll, I'll tell you, with Ferguson, man, I know it's the offseason. I know it's not, you know, training camp yet. I know they're not playing games right now. But, man, you saw the hangover that the Raiders had when they had everything going on with their locker room last season. I know that this Ferguson deal is going to hurt them. They have strong leadership there in in John Harbaugh and company. I get that. But, man, that is not easy for players to overcome, as any Raider fan knows very well from what we saw a season ago. So uh, many prayers out to the Baltimore community, uh, that sports fan base, Tony Saragusa, 55 years old, passing away today in his sleep, and then 26-year-old Jalen Ferguson, current player for the Baltimore Ravens, passed away as well, uh, both on the same day. It's just, it's just man, that's, that's a lot to take in. At the same time, 417 is the time. Come back. We'd love to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. Where do you think the best training camp battles will be? What are you looking at as far as training camp battles? And then also, let us know about Denzel Good. Where do you think he plays in 2022? Left guard, right guard, right tackle, or other? Holler at us. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. So here's your little trigger in front of the Chicago bench. With 52 seconds to go, Jackie Young has it. He's trailed by 10. Plum looking for a step back three. KP, ring it up, KP. Aces have a shot. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy, Q. Aces have a shot, all right. Very disappointed loss right there to the Chicago Sky from uh, last night. You heard T.C. Martin right there on the call. The voice of the Aces. Kelsey Plum, she's an all-star. Asia Wilson is an all-star. Jackie Young are all-stars. That is all great. The all-star game is going to be played in Chicago, which is, by the way, the home of the Chicago Sky. Chicago Sky just came back and beat them last night. I'm so disappointed in this loss. And I'm so disappointed, not because it's a loss, because you can get over losses. But when you're up 28 points, you're not supposed to lose that game. And I know it happens. S happens. Well, guess what? S happened last night. And there was a point, and I don't know, Chicago just punched them in the mouth, and they it's, it's almost like they just couldn't get back up. I'm watching the game, and they went from raining threes, I think they had nine three-pointers in the middle of the second quarter, to they couldn't hit anything. They couldn't get a bucket if they paid for it, right? I mean, it was awful. They just looked all out of sorts, and it's just like they were shell-shocked. And look, let's not overreact. It's only the third loss of the season for the, the Aces. They're still a damn good team. But when you're up 28, that's the one you can't lose, or you shouldn't lose. They did. That was the biggest comeback in WNBA history, just, just so I could put it in perspective for you. That's how big... That was of a comeback for the Chicago Sky. Showed their championship pedigree last night versus the Aces. But they'll be back at it. No worries. They'll be back at it again. They'll be able to uh, erase that thought 
of losing that game to the Chicago Sky. Again, you're listening to Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Have had a fantastic show, a lot of really good guests on the show. Lee Steinberg from Steinberg Sports, he kicked us off at 2.30. We had Daniel Lust, sports attorney, uh, sports attorney excuse me, at 3 o'clock. And then we just heard from Kevin Ostriker talking all things Ravens, including Anthony Averett, new Raiders defensive back. We just talked to him. So great guests, and of course, it always is a show when you're involved in the show. We want you to be a major part of the show, both on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R, and also the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. That's where we go right now and talk to our guy, Raider Dave in Denver. Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind? Hey, man, I think that uh, the Raiders have more guys that can play guard than they do tackle. So my prediction is that good gets traded before the end of the preseason Ooh. for a tackle. Wow, that's a big one right there. Okay, okay. Is any tackle in mind? Do you have anybody in mind that you might think that they could make a move for? No, I don't. But, you know, okay. I think that uh, if another team has an injury, you know, at, uh, at guard, they may be looking, and I think the Raiders could fill that need and then get back a good player that they would need to help bolster that position. Okay. Hey, thank you for the call, man. That's good. That's a way to, you know, put a twist on the whole conversation, you know. And it's funny, Denzel Good's name came up because I was reading an article about surprise cuts in training camp, and someone said Denzel Good. They think that, okay, the Raiders could save almost $4 million in salary cap space if they move on from him. And I don't think there's a chance that they were to cut him just because of his versatility. He could play guard. He could play tackle. But Raider Dave brings up an interesting little scenario. Could they possibly make a trade for a tackle? And, I, you know, I take that conversation and think, could they make a trade? Maybe Denzel Good. Maybe can they trade someone else? Could they trade a running back? Could they trade a – you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's other options. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. But that's a really good, good call, Raider Dave. Definitely appreciate that. You know, it's, there's, as far as trading for a tackle, there is one name that I have on my radar that I've been paying attention to as far as trade – possibilities and that's Isaiah Wynn from the New England Patriots he's a guy that I think would be available I think that they're kind of making him available I think they're not doing it real real loud I think they're kind of shopping him quietly and that's the name to keep your your eye on that would and this is from nothing I'm not hearing this from anyone I don't ever want anyone to mistake it and think that I'm trying to tell you I have sources I do not you know, if you want to talk about sources and stuff like that, you better listen to the morning tailgate with Vinny Bonsignor. He's the guy. He's the insider. He's the guy that's talking to the dudes that are talking to the dudes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not that guy. I'm just going off a of gut feeling. That's all I've gone on off of for years, and that's all I'm going to ever roll with. Most of the time, it's just gut feeling. Sometimes it's gas, but it is what it is either way you look at it. But Isaiah Wynn is a guy that I'm looking at. I've actually tried to get a couple Patriot beat writers on to see if they think that he's available. I'm just kind of, you know, Tying the tying the the or putting the dots together, you know, the dotting the eyes and crossing the t's and all that other stuff, just connecting the dots. That's the game that we used to play, right? That's basically what I'm doing, and we'll see, you know, if anything could possibly come from that. But that's a name that I would pay attention to. But uh, that's a really really good call, Raider Dave. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, got some texts on the Salmon Ash text line at six nine one eight seven. Keyword R and R. This one's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q, fantastic interviews today. I appreciate all the insight that your guests provide us. Listeners, lots going on here with the NBA draft and NFL training camp here next month. I won't even bring up baseball because my Oakland A's are straight up depressing. Condolences to the Baltimore Ravens family. I've always remembered our boy Tony Saragusa 
uh, belly flopping on Rich Gannon. That ended our Super Bowl hopes that season. Just just sad hearing the news on Tony. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. And he says, P.S. Sir Whiskey Ray is coming to Vegas tomorrow evening for a 10-hour party trip. Looking forward to causing some good trouble on the strip tomorrow night. There you go. That a boy, Sir Whiskey Ray, is coming to the 702. 10 hours. Who needs a hotel room? You got 10 hours, man. Come to town, just hang out, and then bounce. <laughs> That's in the cards. And, look, I'll say this, and I know multiple people have talked about Tony Zaragoza, and, of course, every Raider fan has been watching the Raiders for a long time, knows about the belly flop on Rich Gannon and how that ended the Raiders' Super Bowl run, uh, their chance to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, I hated it when he did that. Did not like him at all when he did that, you know. But I, I, I'm a guy that I mean, I got a heart, you know. What I mean, it's not. I'm not a stone cold killer, you know. What I mean, like man, uh, anytime someone passes, man, it's like, hey, life is is short, man. 55 years old, that's nothing. That's 10 years older than me, you know. What I mean, like that's. I mean, let's be realistic. So we can all put our fandom aside. I don't give a damn who you're talking about, who the player is. Uh, we put our fandom aside, man. Always respect to those that uh, lose their lives and respect to the family of the loved ones that lose their lives. Because at any point, that 55-year-old that we're talking about that just lost his life could be a 55-year-old in your family. And I don't care what they've done. You know, that's, that's still a loved one from somebody. So we definitely got to show that love. So definitely understand where you're coming from, Sir Whiskey Ray. I appreciate you. Make sure you have a good time uh, when you're in Vegas tomorrow. Uh, got a text from Vegas Pete. You're funny, Q. The chip in the machine decides your fate. Avoid beginning of the month. They tighten the machines to pay bills, it said. Play, play blackjack or another card game where the odds are more random. Even craps is better than machines. I love how gangster talks. Linebackers. Even though most downs are going to be Perriman and Diablo on the field, Brown and Kuntz as reserves. Uh, I like that as well. And give me a little bit of tips there on, uh, on, on a little dibbling, dabbling, and gambling. And see, the thing about it is I like the machines because there's nothing that I can do about it but press a button. There's like nothing that I can do. I know that all I got to do is sit there and watch. And the machine that I like is a triple-double diamond, and the one that I thought was mine, you know how some of them, they just they move, like they'll stop, and then they'll move a little bit more at the end? And this one, it'll move. Each one of them will move a little bit. So it's like, oh, you lost. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, you won. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a hesitation. It's a little hezzy move. You know, like you think that it's going to, you think that you lost, but you really won. And then you think sometimes you won, but you really lose. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it moves a little bit. So that's why I like that machine, and that's why I just knew that that was my, the one for me. And I've won. I was on a roll. I literally had won, like, three or four times in a row. You know, and it's so funny. We had some family in town for our daughter's graduation. We had family in town, and the last day that they were here, it was a Saturday night, and I got off the radio about 10 o'clock that night, and I was like, hey, man, you want to – you want to make one more run over to the, the casino real quick since so you're leaving town tomorrow? It's like, yeah, let's go. Let's go grab, you know, a couple margaritas and see what's going on at the GVR. You know, at the GVR, that's where the, that's where the old folks go. You know, <laughs> the young kids, they're on the strip. The, the old folks, man, we go to the GVR, and I'm okay with that. So, anyway, so we go, and he's playing this machine. He's, he's like a little bit away from me. And he puts in 20 bucks, and he just takes an L, right? So I said, well, let me show you how it's done, man. So I put in $100, and I'm playing, I'm playing. I get down to about 80, and he's like, well, it's not going too well. I said, no, no, this one's, I feel good about this one. It always bounces up. So then I won, and I won like 20. And so I'm back up to 100. And then I get back down to like 90. And then I get up to like 110. And I was like, man, I, I'm going to get up to 150, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cash out. You know, once I get to 150, I'll cash out. Man, I got to 135. That's all I could get to was 135, and it kept dropping. Every time I hit 135, it'd go down to, like, 108, 102. 
uh, 92, whatever. And then he's like, man. And I was like, I know, but now I got to get it back at least to 100 to get my money back. So I get it back up to 135, and he's like, I think you should just go ahead and cash out. And I said, I know, but I really want to hit that 150. So I, 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 I hit it a couple more times. That thing went dink, dink, dink. And that thing must have gone up to about $375. I was like, cash out. <laughs> cash out, son. That's how you do it. So I was on a roll, and so that was the last time I played. So I was feeling good about myself. I had the chest pumped out. Like Gangster Raider says, pump your chest out. Some good times are coming. Good times were coming, man. I went in there on Father's Day. I went to show the wife uh, that I knew what I was doing, that I had solved the mystery, right? Anytime you need a couple dollars, give it to me. I got it, man. I'm going to go earn you some money. Yeah, I lost. <laughs> I lost, and I put my head down and walked out with shame. I walked out, put my name on the wall of shame, man. It was it was all bad. So now I got to get back to the drawing board. But the good thing is where most people no, go. Don't. No, the good thing is most people go all the time. And they, you know, I don't. Like, if I go once a week, that's a lot. That's a lot for me, right? I normally spread it out maybe like once a month, maybe twice a month. I, like I said, I went, I went on Father's Day because it, we were just out. We were having a good time. And then the last time I had gone before then was when my man Tony B was in town. So we went over there. So I was the only reason. I, I don't go very often because I'm, I'm really cheap. The wife has taught me to be cheap. I really am. Like, there was a time in my life where I didn't think that spending money was a big deal. But the wife, who has been working in the banking industry for her longest, the longest, has taught me to be a really cheap person. So <laughs> I don't like to spend money these days. That's not cheap, though. Come on. We're talking no, it about is. It's absolutely cheap. Because there's time. Look, my wife is so cheap. She tried to negotiate with the FedEx guy. How cheap is she? How cheap is she? <laughs> no, we tried, she tried to negotiate with the FedEx guy. We went to FedEx one time to send a package to Little Q, right? And the lady was like, oh, that's going to cost $75. And the wife looked at her and goes, I don't want to pay $75. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm already sitting here like, oh, man, you can't. I'm on her side. I know. Right I, I was on her side, too. But there's certain people you can't haggle with, right? There's certain people you can't tie to talk down. There's certain people you can. You can go to a car dealership and talk them down. You can go certain places and talk them down. FedEx don't care. They don't care. If you don't, if you don't want to spend that money, then go elsewhere. That's what they'll tell you. And so she's like, well, what's my other options? And the lady said, there, there is no other options. You know, it's a heavy package. It's going across the country. We're in Texas. We're sending it to Fresno. She's like, it's, it's going to cost you 75 bucks. Well, I don't want to pay 75 bucks. so what are you going to do for me? Like she was acting like she was talking to the cable company. You know when you call the cable company and say, oh, my, my bill's too high, I need something, and then yeah. they, they throw you some extra channels that you never watch and you feel like you got over on them? That's what <laughs> – she thought she could talk to the FedEx lady like that. That's how – that's – man, she will cut any corner she can. If she can cut a corner, if you let her – if you give her an inch, she's going to take a mile. I, I promise you. Sounds like a winner to me. No, it I'm is. And she's yeah, she she is. But she's taught me to be cheap. No, I get it though. So yeah. so now I look at things and I'm like, ah, I don't really want to spend that money. And then you're like, am I being cheap? Or right. Just, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I promise you. I promise you. And she's like, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I don't want. There's certain things I don't ever try to cut corners on. There's certain things you don't cut corners on. Exactly. Your haircuts, your tattoos, and your car. You don't cut corners on that. Those are the things you don't cut corners on. Everything else, you can cut a corner for the most part, right? For the most part. For the most part, you can. But, man, she's so funny. So, yeah, she's taught me to be that way. So I, I, I have a problem. When I give up money, I have a problem. When I win money, I feel great. But when I'm giving up money, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, like I'm mad at myself. Like, yeah. man, my feelings are hurt. It's the worst. I had the opposite situation, by the way. I was, I was the cheap one trying to, trying to keep us at bay while the, the other person was uh, all about spending. If oh possible. yeah! <laughs> if possible, why not? 
Spend all Let's your money. <laughs> Spend all Ari's money. <laughs> what money? <laughs> I know that's right. Ari got all his money spent. Well, oh. it happens, brother. Like I said, you got a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey man. Hey man. I'm trying Salute. to tell you. She knows how if it's if it's a dollar, man, she'll know how to how to spread a dollar over. You know how they said that Jesus turned water into wine? She could turn a dollar into a million-dollar meal, man. I don't know how she does it, but she'll spread that, that dollar a million ways. She'll cut that thing a million different ways. We'll all have a piece of that dollar. One dollar. <laughs> 436 is the time. When we come back, got a couple of little NFL notes that I want to get to, a couple cover three action, got some sound that I wanted to bring to you. We're going to close out the show really strong, man. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Red Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy, Q. Are you really hitting me with some 808 and heartbreaks? Hit me with some Kanye. I told you the other day when this album was out, I was in my feelings. I told you I was going through some things. You trying to take me back to a dark place? Uh, you're, uh, you're my predecessor for this week, anyway. Uh, recommended some 808s and heartbreaks. Oh, so Demon is trying to take me to a dark place. Yeah, apparently. So what's up he's with Demond? You for next uh, for next week. I want to know what's up with Demond. By the way, That's my a man, question, not my me. man is walking around the radio station today with a big old cowboy hat on, big. like a flannel shirt as tight as possible. He's got the tightest pants. He looks like he, I mean, I looked outside at the radio station to check to see if there was a horse tied up somewhere. <laughs> I thought maybe he was on horseback today. We, what what what's up with with What's up with Demond today? That's what we were we were actually talking about. That like maybe that's that's the, that's the move these days with the gas prices. Maybe we should. I have no idea. He said that uh, Dane, our awesome marketing uh, manager here, said, uh, "Do you ride?" <laughs> and then he was just like, "No." Nah, and then he walked away. I I thought it was funny. Like, was there a follow up? What were you we were gonna fake it till you make it? Because I know he's not. Like Demond's not out there riding horses. I don't. No, care. but he literally he is looking the part, and it's funny because Full he was. Scale. He was at yeah. He was at a remote the other day for ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station. He was at uh, Parkway Tavern with the Aces watch party, and that was great. He did a fantastic job, and he had a cowboy hat on, but it was like a beige color or a white cowboy hat. And apparently, it was a big hit in his words. Oh, it's a big hit at the remote. Demond of thinks course. everything. He thinks everything's a big <laughs> hit as long as he's involved with it. But that's a whole other story. He said it was a big hit at the remote, so I was like, okay, that's cool. Jared told me that, oh, that was a gag gift that he had got it for him. So I thought, okay, he was just rocking it because it was a gift and he was just having fun with it. I thought that's where it ended. And then I saw him today. And I was like, what the hell are you wearing? And he's like, well, what's wrong with it? I said, I don't, nothing's wrong with it, but what's wrong with – I mean, what are you wearing? Like yesterday you came in – this is DeMond. Yesterday he came in in a shirt that was sleeveless, looked like he just came out of the gym, looked like he just pounded the weights and was, you know – the Iron Man of the year. And then today he comes Don't in in a up. full like cowboy outfit, hat, and he had a black hat. So now I know that he has multiple cowboy hats. So is that just a part of the personality that I didn't know he had? Again, these are all you questions. Is that I the is that the perump? Here. Is that is that <laughs> the perump in him? I was going to say the Tennessee, but I guess you're, you're Oh, a that's a good close. point. No, you make a great point, honestly. Specifically perump, that's you're right. They're, I don't know. Out there, right? I, I don't know. There are horses and stuff. Well, I mean, hey, look, Damon has, you know, he's amazed me with a lot of different facts of his life, including that he sky, was skydiving. He went skydiving because it was on Groupon. <laughs> <laughs> he got a 
a discount, so he went skydiving. Uh, like, who does us, that? Some of us get, you know, half-price dinner. Right. <laughs> some of us skydive. Yeah, you decided to risk your life because it was on discount? <laughs> you might die at a discount. You know, like, I said I, was, for. I said I was cheap, but I ain't that cheap. <laughs> I'm good. I'm not going skydiving if you pay me, by exactly. the way. Just so we're clear. Facts. Absolute facts. But shout out to DeMond. I don't know what he tried to get me in my, my feelings with that uh, 808 and heartbreaks right there, talking little Kanye West. Yeah, you guys will have to figure that out on Monday. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Maybe DeMond's just trying to uh, he's trying to find his way back, trying to find his way back home. He's like little homie when my turtle ran away. You know? Uh, you know, now he's trying to find his way home. He is definitely, uh, definitely repping for the Cowboys in this build. He's the only person that's even remotely close that I've ever seen. Uh, Steve wears some weird hats, but, you know, kind of cowboy-esques here and there. But, like, I've never seen anyone come come here in full gear like DeMond. So. Hey, Big Dub Raider, Raider just corrected us on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187. He's a Q that Kanye track wasn't from 808. I, it, was, it was from my dark, twisted fantasy. Told, didn't I say that? I mean, that's my bad. I actually asked Q on the No, break. but you said – but then you, your question was – is 808 Heartbreaks on 808 and Heartbreaks? I was like, that was the name of the album. No, you must uh, you must have misunderstood me. I oh. was thinking as I, I had already made this earlier, so it was going in anyway, but I started to think just as I put it in, and I was like, wait a minute, this isn't. Ah. So I said, yeah, that was the name of the album. So I actually did this right then. I picked <laughs> the track of the album after 808, so after he's, you know, got through that. And okay. now back go. Some say that's his best album. My my twisted dark fantasy. I don't think that. But I don't think so. There, no, no. I'm a college dropout, and I'm a um, right after the college oh, drop. Late um, registration for me. Yes, uh, that was a good one. But what's no? What's the other one? It's yeah, different. no. Is that the one with Good Life on it? Yes. Yeah, Good Life. That that whole that whole album was amazing. Kanye was in his peak, Kanye, and then he Kardashianed himself out. Yeah. And after that, it was Only a wrap. Been rough from from here. <laughs> Got another text on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. To Demond, everything's big when you're that small. <laughs> I mean, I'm like two inches taller than him, so I'm not going to really say much. Oh, you can say anything you want. That's I mean, hilarious. Yeah. That is funny. You know what? I'm going to give Demond a compliment, though, all joking aside. He doesn't, maybe because he's, you know, could snap any of us in half, but he doesn't really. He can't. Don't, don't, but he don't doesn't do the short man. Don't keep feeding him that information. He listen, thinks that. If man. he wants to come back and listen to the stream of this show after the fact, that's on him. That's his ego. Not. It doesn't matter what we're saying. He cannot listen, snap right? anybody. He is. He is. He's one of those dogs that have a lot of bark with no bite. Let me get my compliment out real quick because it's all downhill <laughs> from here. <laughs> he he's never struck me as the, the short guy complex or the little man's like complex. He's not the guy that uh you know pulls up in a a truck that's eighteen thousand times the size of of him. So. He does have a big truck. He it appears that a member uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's his or not. He he drives he, it. Does sometimes. he drive it? You know what I'm saying. Does he, he doesn't drive it? Pull up in his humongous truck every day and parachute out <laughs> five, ten feet down and then walk like, hey everybody, it's me. I'm just saying he's very he's, well, he's not pinky in the brain. <laughs> hey man, I've met a lot of people that, that like I said, that's why I'm saying like that he could snap in half that talk to me like that or that act like that, not to me, whoever. That you know they have the little man's complex, and I'm, I'm complimenting him. He does not really—he's uh, he's a, he's a on good a good dude. day. He's a good dude. We give him a bad time, but he's—he's he's a good dude. He so is. there you and, go. And a saint for uh, for hooking this up these two weeks. Yeah, with us. Uh, it sounds good. All right. Well, I, I've been wanting to get to a couple things throughout the course of the week ever since Father's Day, and I somehow we run out of time. 
usually because we end up start talking about rando things like triple double diamond and all that kind of other stuff. But a couple couple things I wanted to get to before we close out the show today. One was Devontae Adams. He was uh, he held his youth camp on Saturday. It is already Wednesday. It was Saturday he held his youth camp uh, right here in the Las Vegas area, and I thought it was great. You know, he's obviously getting used to the area. Uh, he gives back to the community. Look, a lot of these players are going to have their camps. We know Josh Jacobs already had his camp. Darren Waller will have a camp at some point. Uh, Kenyon Drake was just at a, a charity event at the S Bar side of Mandalay Bay. So Devontae Adams, he was at he had his event. Uh, I was not in attendance, but Heidi Fang, you can check her out on the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Vinny Bonsignor, and also the Las Vegas Review Journal, VegasNation.com. She does a great job. She is like all over town as well. She's one of those that every time there's something, she pops up and she's there. She does a great job. So she happened to be there and was talking to him. And it's only a couple minutes long, but here's Devontae Adams just talking about, you know, being in the community, doing this for for the kids and he starts off talking about what having a camp means to him. This is what I look forward to as a kid, having these type of opportunities, which wasn't very often, but anytime you had the opportunity to meet somebody, you know, you look up to or whether it's in life or in, in football or whatever, I just feel it's important for me to be able to connect, um, you know, let the community that's going to be supporting me um, know that I got their back too. So out here just trying to have fun with these kids, come around and run around a little bit. We got a little overcast, so that's good too, you know, stay, get away from some 100 degree weather. So. Yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, you noted real quick, you know, that this is something that doesn't really happen a lot. You know, when you were a kid, are there any camps that you remember going to, guys kind of giving back that, you know, made you want to do something like this? Well, not necessarily the uh, camp in the area that I was at, but, you know, I got to meet uh, J.J. Stokes when I was younger, and I remember that that stuck with me. That was something that I'll, I'll never forget. You know, that was, that was my first NFL player that I met. So a lot of these guys, they are guys and girls haven't had the opportunity to, you know, meet somebody, you know, let alone somebody that's new to their community like this. So it's a big deal to me, and I know some and I know you're still, you know, you're not one of the older guys in the league, but have you had any kids that maybe have been in your camp? I know it goes up to 16, so yeah. you've been in the league, what, eight years? Going on nine, yeah. yeah. So has anybody come up to you like, hey, man, I was at one of your camps when I was, like, real young? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've heard that. Um, I've, I used to do one in, in Cali when I was out there. I did it maybe, I think, four years. Um, but I'll run into kids all the time just around say, I went to your camp, but when is your next camp or this and that? So just hearing that it makes me, you know, it kind of confirms my feeling for wanting to do it in the first place. So um, looking forward to keeping it going. We're going to have a, a great out in the day. Like I said, great weather. So everything's shaping out to be a good day. What's the main thing that you hope that the kids take away from this today? Um, I mean, more so than anything, the, the fellowship, you know, come out here and have fun, interact with the, you know, the rest of the kids, you know, compete, just just to ha just have fun. So, um, you know, it's, it's not, not going to be nothing too serious. It'll be something just to run around, you know, exercise. And, you know, it's good for the, the young, young kids to see that, you know, exercise is fun as well, because that's that's one of the bigger things I feel like we need to, to do more, you know, especially, you know, where we are now. So, um just have fun, like I said, come out and, and just, just let loose. I'm going to be out here having fun with them, messing around. So um, hopefully they have, a, they have a good time. Does it feel like for you to kind of start putting the roots down here in Las Vegas with this? It feels great. It feels great. It's, it's happening quick. You know, I just got here, le what, three months ago? Le less than three months ago now um, at this point. So, uh, yeah, it means a lot. I know, like I said, it means this, this community is going to be supporting me and have my back. Um, you know, kind of got a little bit of Cali and Vegas love. Got a lot of people out this way and, and you know, the rest of my family as well. So it feels good to be getting settled in and, you know, start to do stuff like this early. Because, yeah, you training camp coming up, but here you are on the community. I mean, this is what is this what fans can expect from Devontae Adams here? 
It is. It is. This is me. This is what I enjoy doing. You know, people always say, you know, thank you for doing this. And I'm, I'm like, man, this is this is a treat for me as well. So, um, you know, I'm happy that it, it affects the kids in a positive way and they all have a good time out here. But, um, I mean, this, this is something that, that I have a, a really fun time with doing. So, uh, you know, can't wait to get this one out the way and then move on to the next one. Dante, Journey Wish Digital Media. If you have a motto you live by, you work by, you win by, you can share with the kids, what would that motto be? Motto? Uh, something I came up with after early on my career that I didn't you know I, I didn't have as much success early on you know it's to it's to make improvements not excuses so that's my thing you know it's, it's there's a million things you can say to make yourself feel better about not you know reaching a certain level or not um, you know holding yourself up to your own standard but um, as long as you just make improvements and don't make excuses I feel like that's that's the best way to go there you go right there make improvements not excuses I love that right there Newest Raider wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Young man went from EPA, East Palo Alto, to Fresno State, to Green Bay, now in Las Vegas as a member of the Raiders. And uh, really cool to see him giving back to the community. As, like I said, many players do a lot that you don't hear about. But uh, at the same time, I know he's a guy that's very uh, passionate about doing that. So that was cool. And uh, kudos to Heidi Fang for being out there, being Johnny on the spot, to make sure not only she had it covered like a glove, but we were also able to get that audio and bring it back to all the listeners here on Raider Nation Radio. 920. Now, uh, Ari, before we get out of here, and this is something else I've been trying to tell you since Father's Day. I'm so excited. We talked about it leading into Father's Day that fathers never get anything. We always end up getting socks. I always say that, you know, I'm going to get a pair of dry fit socks, which are great. I love dry fit socks. Like You can never have too many of them. Somehow they always get lost in the dryer. I don't understand. You put two in, you get one out. That's a whole other conversation. Whatever. But I thought that was going to be the case this Father's Day for myself. And remember I told you last week that the wife saw a bar stool table, a Raiders bar table, and chairs, and she found it somewhere, and she can't find it anywhere. And I was like, just get it. You didn't have to ask me. Just go get it. And if you didn't like it, we could have taken it back later. And it just was – it was just – it's poof. She'd been looking online for it, couldn't find it. On Sunday, Father's Day, we found it. <sighs> We found the table. We kind of – actually, we found it on Saturday. She showed it to me, and I was like, yeah, that's great. You should have got it. That was fantastic. And she's like, okay, well, at least I know now that you like it. And I was like, all right, cool. And then on Sunday, we woke up, and she said, why didn't we just go ahead and buy it then? That could have been your Father's Day gift. And I was like, I don't know, but we could do it right now. Let's go do it. So we went back, and we found this, the table at the Raider image of all places. Like, where you know, where are you going to look for something? I don't know. The Raider image. It's – the Raider image. So we went there, right to the mall, found it, got it, and this is the kicker. Found out that us at Raider Nation Radio 920 get a discount. Ooh. See that? We get a discount. I had no idea. I had no idea. And it's so funny because uh, we, we get it. We get to tell you, know, we're, we're about to buy it, and the lady said, well, are you active military or anything? You can get a discount. I was like, no, no, I'm just a radio dude. You know, like I was just just a radio dude. And she says, oh, okay. Well, do you, are you on the are you on the the list of of guys that get discounts? And I was like, I doubt it. You know what I mean? Because when do we get any kind of discounts, right? It's very rare. So I was like, yeah, I doubt it. So she's like, well, I can check the list if you want to. And I was like, no, it's okay. So we actually go and we're buying it. We're in the process of buying it, and she's steady looking down the list. She goes. Well, Fox 5 is on here. So-and-so else is on here. And I was like, whoa, hold on. Hold up. Hold up, swallow up. If the TV station is on there, 
Raider Nation Radio 920 should be on there. So we look up and down the list and we found it. So now I know that if you go to the Raider Image and you work for Raider Nation Radio 920, you can get a discount. I had to show my business card, but I got a discount. And so we achieved the ultimate goal, which is the Raiders bar stool, the table, the chairs. It's fantastic. It's in my game room now. And it's like it was the perfect, perfect Father's Day gift. Best Father's Day gift ever. It's great. We found it. After all that complaining I did last week about not being able to find it, we found it. And you would have never got the discount if it wasn't for wifey. See? That's because she's always trying. she's cheap. No. (laughs) She's on point. Well, yeah, but in a cheap way. (laughs) (laughs) To your benefit. For my benefit. I'm not mad at that. It was a great Father's Day for myself. Make sure you wake up with the morning tailgate. Clay Baker, Vinny Bossignor, Heidi Fang will wake you up 7 to 10 a.m. tomorrow morning right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Good night.